perpetual traveller through the Bible. Please join me for this bird's eye view of the scriptures. Stay as long as you like and let us together discover a bit more about the Bible from the beginning to the end. At the end of the previous podcast, I asked the following question. Why do we need the Old Testament if we have the New? Imagine skipping the first half of any good book and then try to understand what the story is all about. In the same way, the New Testament is only completely understood when we see the foundation of all the elements and promises of the Old Testament. If you buy a murdery mystery novel and you only read the last few pages so that you can discover who the murderer was, it will make the whole experience pointless. You will not be able to understand the characters, the plot or the ending and you will not learn how the crime was solved. So reading the New Testament only where Jesus is revealed and not seeing God's plan from the beginning will only give you the final answer and never give you the full picture. This is why there are many people today who only read the New Testament. They can only go so far in grasping the fullness that is in Christ Jesus. It is because their hearts have not been adequately prepared. So this is why we need the ministry of the Old Testament. The Old Testament prepares us, and the New Testament fulfills us. The New Testament is designed to meet the needs created and expressed by the Old Testament. Did you know that there are only two ways of learning truth? These two ways are firstly reason, and secondly revelation. It is impossible to discover and learn truth without the use of both reason and revelation. Today we can see how many people throw out reason and attempt to rely on revelation alone. People who do this fall into the trap of fanaticism. If we decide that reason has no value at all, then we will find ourselves behaving irrationally. I read the true story of one man in England who felt the Bible was the solution to every problem in his life. And he had a problem. Moles were eating the vegetables in his garden. He solved his problem, or so he thought he did, by taking the Gospel of John and reading it in all four corners of the garden, hoping that by doing so he would eliminate the moles. That is an example of throwing out reason and relying only on revelation. Setting mole traps or buying a fox terrier to kill the moles would have been far more sensible than using revelation in this way. It is also possible to throw out revelation and to rely on reason alone, and the results are equally disastrous. We have discovered how atoms work and have managed to get huge amounts of energy from atomic power, but we have failed completely to discover how to change man, because we have ignored revelation. Therefore, the more power we have over creation, the more cruel and murderous we become with this power. Instead of solving our problems, it has only increased them. This is because we have thrown out revelation and are relying totally on reason. So what is a simple definition of revelation? Revelation is truth that we cannot know by reason. Let us read what Paul has to say in 1 Corinthians 2 verses 6 to 8. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age 
or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. When referring to the rulers of this age, Paul is not only talking about kings and princes. He is also talking about leaders of human thought in every realm. In other words, clever men like academics and theologians. Paul says that there is a knowledge, a secret and hidden wisdom which God gives to men, but which none of the rulers of this age knew, because when the truth in the flesh, that is Jesus, stood before them, they did not recognize him. These men thought Jesus was nothing more than a worthless nuisance, and he deserved nothing but a criminal's death. So they crucified Jesus, because they had thrown out revelation and were clinging only to the power of their own mental reasoning. To state it simply, revelation is actually scripture interpreted by the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 tells us that. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Revelation did not originate with man, but man is only the channel through which it came. 2 Peter 1 verses 21 says, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The writers of the New Testament sat down and wrote letters and expressed their feelings and their ideas in the most natural manner, but the Holy Spirit worked through them to guide and chose the very words that express God's thoughts to men. This is the marvelous secret and hidden wisdom. But the Bible is still totally worthless and useless to us if it is not illuminated by the Holy Spirit. It is quite possible to read the Bible and never get anything from it. So, revelation is not found merely by reading the Bible. It is the Bible illuminated and interpreted by the Holy Spirit. And it takes both the Word and the Spirit. So, what is the purpose of all revelation? The answer to that question can be found in Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, chapter 4, Verses 13, we says what the purpose of revelation is. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the purpose of revelation is that we may come to mature manhood in Christ, Revelation is there in order that we begin to live life with such energy of purpose that we begin to grow as God intended us to grow, until we come at last to the full expression of Christ Jesus living in us. The purpose of all revelation is therefore to fulfill God's original intention of creating the world and the universe in the first place, that we might be a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. The Old Testament Spartanus, as I mentioned earlier, is essentially that of preparation. The purpose of the Old Testament is to awaken desire in our hearts to create a sense of anticipation. God, through the Holy Spirit, uses the Old Testament to express this hunger, 
so that we realize what it is that we desire. We don't know what it is that we want, but the Old Testament has the ability to focus and to help us see what it is we are looking for. For example, if we open the Psalms and read the beautiful words of David, they reveal the deep experience of the human heart, and we say, that is what I want, that is the need of my life and my heart. This is why the Old Testament is so essential to us. Many Christians today feel the Old Testament is irrelevant and read only the New Testament. They can only go so far in understanding the fullness that is in Jesus Christ. Think for a moment, if we all got married as soon as we came out of school, without any preparation for life, what a disaster it would be. This is why we so deeply and continuously need the ministry of the Old Testament. If the Old Testament prepares, then the New Testament fulfills. It is designed to meet the needs created and expressed by the Old Testament. In John 7 verses 37, Jesus stands up and cries out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. In John 6 verses 58, Jesus also says, This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. So what is Jesus promising here? Firstly, he is promising rest. In Matthew 11 verses 28 he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Secondly, in John 8 verses 12, he is promising enlightenment. Again Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All the needs of the human heart are met in Jesus. The purpose of the New Testament is to be the channel through which the Holy Spirit makes the living Jesus Christ real to our hearts. During the last podcast, we read two verses in Hebrews 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. The Old Testament is incomplete. It never gives us the final message. But the New Testament gives us the answer to all the longing and hungering we find in the Old Testament. Hebrews 2 verses 8 sums up the whole New Testament in one brief phrase when it says, Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. This scripture states that all the earth was to be subjected to man and that God intended that man should be in dominion over it. That is an accurate statement of the present situation. As we look around, we do not yet see much of anything that is in subjection to man. Man cannot tame nature, he cannot tame the weather or the climate, much less himself. This is the problem, isn't it? Why don't things work out the way we think they should? Why is there always a fly in the ointment? There is a mark of rebellion and futility on everything we touch. This is the present situation. But in Hebrews 2 verses 9 the answer comes. The answer is, but we see Jesus. We do not yet see everything in subjection, but what we do see is the one who will make it possible. 
we see Jesus, and in the New Testament, he stands out on every page. Today I have shown you what the purpose of the Old Testament is. Next time, we will find out what the New Testament is all about. This is David Wiles, your fellow traveler in Christ, and this has been the podcast of the Bible, From the Beginning to the End, Episode 3. Thank you.